I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be here sharing with you lessons I've learned, conversations I've had that will equip you to create new habits, challenge mindsets, and build relationships that will allow your family to thrive. Your family culture is created by the habits that you have. It's those little things that you do daily and weekly that create the environment that you, your spouse, and your kids can count on. Today's conversation will encourage you to create habits specifically around connecting with your family and growing in faith together. In this episode, I'm with guest Andy Dooley. Andy is a passionate leader, pastor, and fitness professional who has worked with families for over 18 years through sports, fitness, and ministry. He's written a book called Building a Family of Faith. It's a family-friendly devotional that will help you simplify and enhance your family's quality time with devotions for children of all ages. We talk about how consistent connection impacts a family and what to do when your children are reluctant to participate in family time. Plus, he gives us practical advice for busy families that are hesitant to implement devotions into their busy schedule. Welcome, Andy. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. So a question that we ask all of our guests is, what is your family known for? Oh, gosh, yes. Our family is known for loving Jesus, having fun, being competitive, and being being led by faith. We, we're a family that's literally led by faith and just being obedient to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you're into fitness and health. Are your kids old enough to sort of catch that bug? Are they super active? I mean, I can imagine if that's part of your family's culture that they mm-hmm. are, but like, are they enjoying those kind of things that you enjoy? Yeah. And the, and the way I'm doing it is not just forcing like, okay, we have to go work out right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it in front of them, you yeah. know? Like I would do like some like shadow boxing or stuff like that. Yeah. Work, especially during the pandemic, I was working out in the house all the time. Yeah. And they just wanted to copy and mimic me during those times. And yeah. then it's been to, oh, dad, when are you working out? Okay, I'm going to work out at this time. And then it just naturally, yeah, like, it's like genuinely just happens. And so now yeah. they're, I, I caught my, <laughs> my oldest, she's nine right now. I caught her in the kids' room. She has like a little pocket mirror. She had put it on the floor as if it was her iPhone. And she saw that I would teach boxing classes online. Uh And so I had like my camera set up in a living room. Yeah. She set up her little mirror on the floor the exact same way, acting as if she was a coach a fitness coach teaching boxing and then her siblings were behind her doing it right the cutest thing oh I love that yeah yeah and I think like as grown-ups sometimes we we don't model our hobbies in front of our kids or in our profession or our talents or our gifts we kind of keep those separate and we do like mom and dad things with them you know we get so busy that we're shuttling them around and we're taking care of them but we're not really living life in front of them for them to model and catch on to what we're passionate about. Yeah, a lot of it's caught more than it's taught. I mean, yeah. they'll catch what you're doing. They'll see what you're doing. I'm If I'm drinking a pre-workout before I go work out, 
they want to have a pre-workout. I'm not giving yeah. it to you guys. But then, <laughs> <laughs> but then they'll get water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. be like, look, dad, I have my pre-workout. It's the craziest thing, yeah. but it, they pay attention to everything you do. They do. For mm-hmm. years, we, and we still do, my husband and I, there's a uh, a, a race every Thanksgiving out and it go, up happens to go down the street in our neighborhood, right down our street through town. And it's like a 8K, so it's like a five mile. I mean, we we've done it every year that we've lived here. So that's almost... 15 uh, years in this house and our kids would always run the one mile and we'd take a picture all five of us in our like you know pennies and and but they became teenagers and they're like yeah no we're not doing that i'm like come on this is supposed to be our thing i mean they're all they all play on sports teams but they don't want to run yeah. and i'm like but you play soccer like uh, <laughs> why that's can't you just run but i think they kind of like they're like we'll cheer you on and then, then they'll sit outside and you know because there's another race that goes through our town too we often run and it's just like okay i was hoping you'd catch that but maybe you did <laughs> right they start, they start having their own desires and wants yeah and then i can get i get it if they're play if they play soccer yeah they already have to run so much oh yeah they're yeah. like, I'm not doing any extra mom. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and they do lacrosse and, you know, baseball and all, all the things. So it's like, okay, well, you're out there five, six yeah. days a week working out. But don't you want to do this with mom and dad? <laughs> oh, oh, no. I, but that's all right. Mine are, uh, mine are <laughs> nine, seven, six, and two right now. So Yeah. Well, you know, I've seen in other areas that they have circled back. You know, they kind of like individuate and they kind of want their own opinion and they want to be able to control some of their choices. But I've seen in many cases in other areas, they they come back and like those seeds are planted oh, awesome. and the example set and the culture is in place. And so I think in some ways they can't help but kind of come back to it and participate in it because it's, you know, what they've done for so long. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you're here to talk to us about your book, not about <laughs> Oh, I love it. I like when it's a conversation. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So building a family of faith. And I love that title because it feels so much like build your best family. Because I really do believe my background is in design and architecture. And I really do believe like in the process of designing and planning and building. And so I love this title because it really, um, it's just encouraging that we can build a family of faith. And so let's talk about your book and what prompted you to write it. Yeah. It was birth in 2020. I don't when we moved here in Seattle, we moved here 12 days before the pandemic hit. Oh wow. So we were blessed that we got here. Yeah. And my wife was pregnant with our fourth. And I remember I don't know if you guys remember this. A picture back then when you heard we were locked down, it seemed surreal. It didn't seem right. like it was a real thing. It felt as if this was an extended vacation or something. Yep. And at first it felt like, oh, this is cool. I don't have to go to work for a little while. And you're like hanging out. And I remember I stepped outside and I felt extremely weird because I'm looking outside and I'm seeing so many people walking around as mm-hmm. if it was a holiday or something. Mm-hmm. But it was just a Tuesday, you know? Yeah. And my wife and I started you know, walking more, trying to do 10,000 steps a day, you know, trying to just enjoy. And so I met people, connected people on our 
our paths, our little trails that we would mm-hmm. take. Mm-hmm. And throughout the pandemic, I started to hear stories about how families were annoyed with each other, breaking mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of turmoil in families. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, I mean, I just got furloughed. I went to work like March 1st, got sent home on the 12th. And I'm like working at home trying to figure out how to create finances or whatever. And I enjoyed working from home. I love the flexibility of being able to be around my family, go work. And then that was another time where we had to learn to <laughs> be teachers and take yeah. our, you know, homeschooling. And there was times when they had gym or PE. I'd be the dad, take them outside and do <laughs> with them, you know? <laughs> yeah. But that was in between me working. Mm-hmm. And I I love this. So I was thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, this is sad. People are like, their families are breaking up. There's a mm-hmm. lot of anger. And what happened was, was like a lot of people realized they weren't as close with their families as maybe they thought they were because the majority of their time was away from their families mm-hmm. at work. Mm-hmm. And then when you're forced to be close and be in a situation where you're seeing them all the time and you're a part of their every day, yeah. it added a lot of stress to families. And then yeah. you realize, man, I'm not as close to my kids as I thought I'm not as close to my wife as I thought and Mm -hmm. it broke my heart and so that's when I started okay let me I was talking to the Lord and then I spoke to my literary agent and I was like I really want to do a book called building a family of faith or it first started off faith family fitness because of the three pillars Mm -hmm. then it morphed into building a family of faith but that was that was the starting launching point for me to start writing this book. And yeah. a lot of the things you read in this devotional are things my family and I did. And yeah. we just, we're a family that likes to be creative. And if you, you don't have to spend a ton of money to make it fun for your families. Yeah. You, you can get creative. Be, have fun and the kids just want to be around you they just want to be around their family and kids want to know they're loved and feel that mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. yeah I think also what that time did for us was show us that maybe we didn't have the best communication skills we thought we had either like 100%. you know we didn't maybe we didn't develop them we we're so busy being busy that I know that I I noticed especially as my kids got older like maybe I didn't like for example I taught them to share their day about at dinner but mm-hmm. I didn't teach them to ask other people questions. Mm. So like that next level of communication where you're really engaging. Right. And so, you know, what is it that I, what are the communication skills that we really need to develop? Like it kind of put a, a magnifying glass on some of the things that were missing, how we right. related to one another It exposed bad habits that maybe we'd gotten into. And yeah. so all of that at one time, while you're juggling work from home, school from home, you know, what the news that you're hearing it was just a lot you know yeah absolutely and then i mean that's why there's there was like a heightened amount of arguments Mm -hmm. because you're just like some people 
if you're like going through it, you know what? I know I got to go to work. So I'm going to leave and I can just deal with this yeah. later. Yeah. And then time goes by. It doesn't get dealt with. You guys come back and things are getting pushed further and further under yeah. the road. And then when another situation arises, the other thing wasn't taken care of. So it's like a band-aid pulling off yeah. the wound that's still already there. And it's yeah. just worse and more intense. Yeah. But the great thing about that kind of exposure is that we can change course and we can do some things about it to make it a better yeah. environment for sure. Absolutely. So your devotional is broken up into sections. And you created those, like you said, for families to bond together and to build a relationship with Christ. Can you, so can you talk to us about the, um, the way that those devotionals are broken down? Yeah. So when you, I wanted it to be simple enough for if you have never had a devotion, done one, or you're new to it, it'd be simple for you to just follow. And it starts off with the scripture. It's the scripture, the highlighted scripture for this devotion. And then as you move forward, you're going to see it say, let's think about it. So I'm asking you a couple questions to start stirring up thoughts and what you're thinking about what I'm going to be heading into. And then there's a section called, let's get into it. I kind of give you like illustrations or talk to you a little bit about what the topic is at hand. And then let's learn. So we get into the meat of it. Some teaching, grab a little bit of what this scripture is and go a little further down. And then yeah. I have another section called Let's Talk About It. This is where it's forcing you to communicate and speak to your, your kids and your kids speak to you for you guys to have dialogue back and forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's something special. If you don't do that on a regular basis, it may feel foreign at first. But then it becomes something exciting. It's fun. Like kids get to be heard. You get to be heard. And then there's a bond that starts to create during that talking time. And then there's a let's pray, where it's just a simple prayer. If you've never prayed ever, Mm -hmm. I have one written out for you. And then you can expand from it and pray as a family. And then let's act. Let's take everything we just learned from this devotional and act on it. Mm-hmm. Let's apply it to our life. Let's apply it to our daily. Let's apply it to our week. And let's watch and see how it can transform our life. Yeah. Can you give me an example of something from Let's Act? Yeah. A good one would be, so our family would memorize scriptures. And we would have the kids read it. And we would say in that one of the devotionals, we're going through it that week. The Lex Act portion is having you write it down, mm-hmm. post it up in like a main area of the house. And throughout the week, you're looking at that scripture, practicing it, memorizing it, mm-hmm. rehearsing it. Mm-hmm. So that at the end of the week, when we come together, we're going to see who memorized the scripture. And if you memorize the scripture, then you get a treat <laughs> and you get a gift, you know? Yeah. So that's one way of being able to carry it out. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And you know, like, I love the section on let's talk because I do feel like it's in conversation for me personally, it's in conversation and it's in dialogue that I'm able to process things. Mm -hmm. I'm able to see a different perspective that I maybe didn't see before. And so I really love that because I think that that is, let's talk is such a big part of 
our growth. And, you know, yeah. I don't know everything. And I'm sure that I could learn from a perspective that my child shares or a question that they've asked that I've never thought thought about before or a response. And, you know, even that childlike faith can sort of challenge my cynicism and, you know, mm-hmm. my weariness yeah. <laughs> when it comes to my faith. So I that's think that's cool. wonderful. Thank you. So what if you have, you know, because I... I'm definitely in a stage where my kids maybe aren't as talkative as they used to be when it comes to those kinds of questions. So I was wondering if you had any advice for parents who aren't as chatty or willing to participate in some of these questions. Yes. One of the biggest things I would tell you is that don't force it. Don't force it. Ask the questions. See, give. it's okay to have that little awkward silence, you know, embrace that and Give them an opportunity. If they don't, keep move forward because mm-hmm. there's different action steps because there's an interactive piece in there where mm-hmm. you can also, you know, do projects together in this mm-hmm. book. But don't don't get upset or try to force the issue because as time goes on, kids will start to understand, yeah. pick up the culture of what's going on. It may just be foreign at first, but the fact that you guys are all together mm-hmm. doing something is the beginning of drawing your family closer to each other yeah. and to God. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're not the savior. Mm, Us as good. parents, we aren't the saviors for our kids. We're exposing them to God. We're reading word. And let's have some faith that God's going to actually move and act in these kids' lives and your life if you're not even that, you know, talkative because there's something that happens when you're spending time with God, the things break, Mm -hmm. you know, the the thoughts of feeling like I'm inadequate, insecurity, I can't speak, I'm not going to say anything. Just think of day one and see what happens midway through. Yeah. And I can imagine while you're doing some of those activities, those conversations may come up. Oh, you know, sometimes yeah. when our hands get busy, we're a little mm-hmm. bit more comfortable talking and connecting. And so, yeah, I think I've, I've found that with my kids. Sometimes if you if you distract them enough, they open up. Does that make oh, sense? My. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've, had, I've had some of the most awesome conversations with my kids when I'm playing PlayStation five. Oh yeah. They're sitting, they're sitting in there with me as I'm playing. Yeah. Oh gosh. There's a game that the kids like watching me play. And while I'm there, we're talking, we're having fun. And then next thing you know, they're telling me about this girl at school, this kid at school. Yeah, they go and deep. It's, yeah. And it's just over playing video games. Yeah. I, when I was a youth pastor, I spent a lot of time with high schoolers and mm-hmm. we've had one-on-one conversations but then I would <laughs> go over their house play Madden yeah I would hear about the deepest things going on in their life when they're just looking forward mm-hmm. not looking at me eye mm-hmm. to eye yeah and having conversation and it's just meeting them where they're at just meet yeah. your family where they're at meet your kids where they're at yeah and let it just organically happen. Don't force it. Yeah, that's good. Can you share with us how having this weekly time together has impacted your family? Where What have you seen change and how have you seen growth? Yeah, I one big area is seeing 
the family grow in prayer. Mm. We now we now pray every night. We pray every night before we go to bed. So much so we try to do it when like if I'm out of town or if my wife's out of town. I mean, we'll do it if I'm here and she's out of town. I'm doing it with the kids, mm-hmm. vice versa. Mm-hmm. But I try to phone in on like FaceTime That's and good. be a part of it. Just so that it's just something we started with our family. And if my kids, if my parents and I, I mean, not my parents, but my wife <laughs> and I are, are so tired and we want to, you know, just get them ready for bed, they're going to still ask us, are we praying? It's just ingrained in our family. Yeah. And listening now, before we would go around and ask the kids, hey, do you want to pray? Do you want to pray? They're like, no, no. My son specifically, he would be like shy about it. No, I don't want to pray. <laughs> As of late, he's like, can I pray? And it's just awesome to see now he's got, he's has more confidence in wanting to pray, mm-hmm. share. Yeah. They're not super long prayers, which is completely fine. Yeah. But they're so sincere and pure. I love hearing kids pray. Yeah. And it's, it's just awesome to watch the maturation of the kids from when they started. That's why I'm saying don't force it. It's mm-hmm. really cool to display it, show them, teach them, and just watch how things evolve. Yeah. Well, that repetition and continuity is so important yes. when it comes to creating culture and when it comes to implementing new habits and, and I don't want to say normalizing, but yeah, making them comfortable with mm-hmm. what it is that we do as a family. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so practical steps for busy families that are just hesitant to implement one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Just a practical thing. I mean, just for you want to be successful in whatever sphere that you're working in. Mm-hmm. That's work, being able to provide for your families and or just move up at work. Change, add in your mindset. You want to be successful as a family. You want mm. to be successful as building your Good. family, being the head of your household. So adding one thing to your checkoff list should be investing into your family. It's mm, good. We have Friday family fun night every Friday. Unless for some reason it's we got to travel or we're not home. But I mean, we stick to Friday family fun night. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just want as parents, you just want your alone time. But let me tell you, as you invest in your family, you will see the blessings and the success of your family. Being able to set up a foundation at home now. Yeah at a young age and as they grow they, you're you're setting traditions you're setting memories foundational things that will carry on to your kids a lot of the things our friday family fun night was my parents tjif <laughs> you know thank god it's friday yeah and we would hang out with the family watch tv eat pizza and chill and watch all these different TV mm-hmm, shows. Mm-hmm. Ours has evolved. Part of it is because it was something that I did as a kid. I loved and I wanted to carry it on in my family. Mm-hmm. And 
just taking a step, just add that one thing. You're adding this devotional, you're investing in your family and your kids' future Mm -hmm. and helping them run a race for a prize to win, not just here in life, but overall. We want to get to heaven. We want to be, it's so much bigger than the daily grind that we are dealing with right now. Yeah. But if we say, you know what, I'm going to just add this. It's just as if you're like, when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to start making sure I make my bed. Mm-hmm. These little small tasks turn into huge successes, yeah. huge success stories. So. Yeah. Oh, that's good. No, that's definitely, I mean, if you can start when they're young, start with their young, make it normal, make it common. And your and your devotional is great because it's 52 weeks, right? It's yes. not every single day. I often get overwhelmed with the 365 day a week devotional. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> um, it is a lot, you know, and, and eventually we all individually can develop those kinds of practices. Mm-hmm. But um, once a week, it's manageable to corral your family and say, this is what we're doing. This is what we're passionate about. This is important to us. And we're going to invest in you guys. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And it's really cool. I'm telling you, just watch what happens when weeks down the road, you've implemented this, you're consistent. Yeah. You see transformation because you allow room for God to work. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today and telling us about your new devotional, Building a Family of Faith. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You can find Andy on TikTok at Andy L. Dooley. You can also find him on Instagram as Andy L. Dooley, as well as Facebook. I'll link to this, plus where you can find his book, Building a Family of Faith, in the show notes. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If so, I'd like to ask a favor. Can you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? Besides sharing this podcast with your friends, leaving a review is one of the most effective ways that you can support us and help get the word out about the incredible resources we have to offer. I'm passionate about helping families thrive, and your reviews help families find us. And remember, family culture isn't about perfect, it's about purpose.